Twin Cities Orthopedics is proud to be the official sports medicine provider for Tommy Athletics. TCO is trusted by some of the biggest names in sports, and they bring that same level of care to our athletes. Thank you, TCO, for being a part of our team. Visit TCOMN.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. I'm Corbu Status, and this week our guest is Ava Pankratz, a junior from the women's cross-country team. In this colorful interview, we talk about her green thumb, whiteboards, black forest gateau, and painting. We also talk about the friendly competition in college running, some training tips for runners, and much more. Now, here's our conversation with Ava Pankratz on another edition of Tommy Talks. Ava, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, let's start with the question we like to ask everybody. Why did you choose St. Thomas? Well, honestly, so it was the year of COVID when we were like trying to like tour colleges and stuff. So I had quite a few to choose from, which is always a good thing, but it always makes the decision harder. Like, which one do I choose? And it was especially hard because like I couldn't visit any of the right. colleges, you know? So I think I came here once during like January. So not super pretty outside, kind of like wintry, you know, cold. I was here with just my parents. We were like on the app, like just touring. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. This was the only place I toured. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of like committed, like cause Coach Sweeney at the time was the cross country coach. And I kind of committed right. like on a whim. I was like, you know what? It's like February. I just need to make this decision. And I'm like, location wise, and just like class size wise, I like St. Thomas the best. And then also looking, I want to go to medical school. So it was important to me to have like classes that I was sure that I could like actually learn the material, not just like memorize it, take an exam and get a good grade. But like I just looked at their like med medical school acceptance rates and they had really good ones compared to some of the other colleges I was looking at. So I was like, OK, well, I'm going to go here because like. That makes the most sense for me, you know? <laughs> right. And you're never going to say no to Coach Sweeney. Oh, of course not. He's we, the best. He's literally the best. I just remember having, like, multiple phone calls with him, and it would be, like, two-hour-long conversations just talking about random stuff. Like, he's just such a nice guy. <laughs> so you were drawn to not only Coach Sweeney, but uh, the campus as well and all of the medical stuff. So obviously you want to be a doctor? Correct, yeah. Okay. What got you into uh, wanting to be a doctor? My dad's a foot and ankle surgeon, so I would always hear him, like, talking about, like, what he does at work. And my mom used to be a respiratory therapist, so, like, kind of got a lot of background in the family. And it just, just hearing them kind of, like, talk about it at the dinner table, just, like, conversing, whatever. I'm like, oh, that's something that I'm interested in. And then yeah. I've been able to, like, shadow him and stuff in the past and, like, kind of just knowing, like, yes, this is interesting to me. And then taking the classes for it, like it's interesting. Like I want to do this. So right. yeah. Are you going to do something with the foot or the feet or the lungs yourself? Or are you going to look into a different specialty? That's what residency is for. I've got no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I, you know, I think I want to go into surgery. So once I get to that point, I know something, I know the things I don't want to do. I don't want to do brain surgery. I don't want to do anything <laughs> super stressful like that, but. Well, being a doctor in itself is a little bit of a stressful job right there's but the thing is there's like a lot going on and like i feel like every single day it's something different you know what i mean like you know you get your repeat cases and whatever but like i just feel like different patients different situations like it just keeps it interesting you know if i had to work at a job where i did the same thing every single day i'd get a little bored <laughs> yeah so it's interesting to me that you're a runner mm -hmm. and your father works in ankles and feet and your mom <laughs> worked with lungs yes that is very funny now that i think about it yeah 
you know. Is, is that a coincidence? I mean, were they runners? How did how does um, that all work? Yeah, so they weren't like long distance runners in like high school or college, but uh, so my mom was a sprinter. She was actually you know lacrosse area, but um, and my dad was too. He played football as well. But then after college, I don't know exactly when, but they both kind of got into running. So my dad used to run marathons, and my mom used to run half marathons. Um, they don't, well, my mom still runs, but my dad doesn't as much anymore. So yeah, I definitely grew up around that environment and seeing them race. And I like, I've seen my dad race marathons and stuff and like driving around to checkpoints, cheering for him was like super awesome. And then same with my mom for her half marathon. So like, I definitely like grew up around running a lot. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts about those running events, the marathons, the 10 Ks, the five Ks, whatever is it's such a community. Everybody's just cheering for each other. It feels like one of those rare spots, especially now, where mm-hmm. everybody's just on the same side and oh, everybody yeah. just wants to see everybody else do well. Yeah. You know, I guess it's like different with like college racing because there's still uh, a lot yeah. of like competition. But like even with like the other girls on the other teams, like you're still friendly with them, you know, mm-hmm. because, again, you're all in the same boat. Like I race, you know, the 10K outdoors. So like it's kind of a heck of a race to do on the track. So like, yeah. you know during or afterwards like you just look at the people you're competing against and you both just kind of have this moment where you're like yeah we're both out here we're competing but we're both out here you right. know some uh, camaraderie that right. way have you run any marathons or half marathons not yet um i want to but my <laughs> my dad is like you don't need to do that but i'm like i yeah. would love to so for sure like after college like there just hasn't been a reason for me to do it yet especially like with college running like you're not right. really supposed to kind of go out and do stuff like that but i for sure want to like I think after I graduate, I'll just train right into a half marathon probably and then work my way up to marathons from there. Okay, so how did you come into the distance that you run now? You, mm. uh, the 10K outdoors uh, for cross country, it, you know, obviously it varies. So mm. how did you find your distance? Yeah, so the racing the 10K was actually a new thing for me last year. So I would normally race like just 5K outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually did the steeplechase my freshman year, which was super fun. But like yeah. Coach Ashley came in and then I kind of like joked a couple times about trying the 10K. And then before I knew it, I was training for it. And then I <laughs> raced it. And I was like, wait a second. I like this race. This is fun. Like even yeah. though it's a 10K and it takes a long time, like... I really liked it. Right. Some of my teammates can't fathom how I enjoy that race, but I <laughs> I enjoy it. I swear. <laughs> well, that's a, so it's twice as long, obviously, as right. the 5K. Uh, what is your what kind of time are you looking at? Like when you ran the 10K and you're like, OK, I've hit this time. I feel like I'm running it well. Like in terms of like finishing time? Yeah. So, yeah, I've actually only raced two just because you don't race a ton on the track because it's bad for your joints if you do it too many times. But um, my first one I raced like my my goal time like was a range anywhere from like I think it was 37 to like 38 and a half minutes. And I got like 37, 47, I think. So I was really happy with that, especially like a first 10K like that. I was really happy with that because... It was just super, like, hard to, like, fathom, like, actually being able to break it down lap by lap and finish it. Because it's, it's 25 laps on the outdoor track. Like, that's Oof. kind of a lot. So That is a lot. Yeah. That's, okay, so that's about, what, a 620 mile? What was that? Uh, that was a 605, I 605. Yeah. So I was way off. I am sorry. <laughs> 605 is way You're better. Um, but, yeah, how do you keep your sanity going around <laughs> and around? and around 25 times so a lot of it is about pacing the 10k is all about pacing you know obviously not 
the conference meet's a little bit different. But right. when you're just running it to get experience in it, it's all about pacing. So you have like your 400 meter splits that you're supposed to hit. And, you know, obviously, you know, like your two mile splits then and then your 5K split. But for me, what really helped me was just every single lap. Um, my goal 400 meter split pace was like 91s so a minute and 31 seconds so just hearing that 91 every single lap and you you really have to be on you can't go out too fast for that race because you will feel it you know it should feel pretty good the first two miles okay yeah two miles and then it should start to strain a little bit yeah so like when i say feel good i don't mean feel (laughs) easy because i feel like when i say that people are like oh so it feels easy i'm like "No, no 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 it's like you feel it's hard but it feels like good. Like you can keep going. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then the next two miles is like, okay, this is kind of heating up a little bit. Like it still feels attainable, but like, you know, it's getting tough. And then the last like mile and a half to two miles, you're just like dying. You're like, okay, I just got to like, I got to keep the pace. I really need to focus on my form, on my splits and try to have like a kick and to push it in. Yeah. Just kind of grind out the last two. And right. really that's the difference. So, okay. So that's the outdoor track, but this is cross country season. Correct, yeah. You <laughs> also do indoor track. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked a little bit about your mindset for outdoor. How is it different for cross country and indoor? So cross country is for sure very different from track just because you have different terrains. So it's almost really hard to compare like because a cross country is mostly 6Ks, some 5Ks. But so it's really hard. You can't like compare your 6K time from one meet to a 6K time from another meet because, mm-hmm. you know, next week we're racing at the Roy Griak and anybody in the cross country world knows Roy Griak is a really hard course, yeah. super hilly, yeah. lots of people got to weave through them. You got to be really strategic about how you race that. And then you'll have one like Bradley, which it's not flat by any means, but a lot less people a lot less hills. So it's like you can't really compare those two times necessarily just because of the terrain difference and then also with like weather and stuff all in that. So it's just different because it can track. You can compare your times from track to track, you know, and like weather, yeah, but like not really as much as like hills and stuff. So it's just different. You have to like understand like, okay, I might not have PR'd this race, but it was a good time for like this race. So sometimes it's hard to like compare and like do stuff like that for cross country so it's all more like position sure you know and like you race against your conference teams and it's like okay i'm normally by this girl can i beat her this time how can i help my team how can i you know get higher up in the race so that our overall score is better do you have a preference on what you like whether it's outdoor indoor or or cross country honestly i don't necessarily have a preference like for a long time it used to be i loved cross country more than i liked track but that was in high school before we had the 5k on the track the 10k on the track like i'm a huge fan of those longer distances you know obviously i'll I'll race a 1500 i'll race you know 3k indoors but you know i really really love those longer distances yeah so you that kind of surprised you though huh yeah i really did i never thought when i was in high school if you were to tell me that i would be racing the 10k i would have laughed at you (laughs) i would have been like uh you're lying. You're yeah. joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when you're running, do you ever just run to relax? Or now that you are a college athlete, is it always you're running with a purpose? Um, we have a recovery run. So that's kind of where you're able to relax. Like it should be easier. You shouldn't be like, you I mean, obviously you can't go, you know, gossip pace. We have like our <laughs> different right. paces, like, but conversation pace. You should be able to hold a conversation with somebody next to you. You know, it shouldn't be super hard. So we do have our, like, days where we're supposed to relax. It's supposed to be easier. Like, it's not all necessarily business, you know? Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about running, run training. Because everybody, not everybody, but there's a lot of people who run just to run. Right. I I am one of those. Um, 
but I don't know anything about running training, right? <laughs> so for those of people like us, there's the gossip run, right? The, yeah, the gossip the, pace. <laughs> the talking pace. And that's just where you're just moving. You're just chilling. Just chilling. You're just chilling. <laughs> you're not walking, but you're running fast enough. Mm-hmm. But you yes. can still have a conversation. You can still hold a conversation. That's like a huge thing because like recovery run pace is different for everybody. And it's, you know, all yeah. effort based. When you talk recovery runs, you okay. shouldn't necessarily be trying to hit times. You know, someone like me, I'm super analytical. So I actually find it helpful to have certain times to hit where like okay you can't go faster than this pace oh interesting i'm somebody where like if i don't look at my watch i'm like my default my default pace when i just run without a watch is like my tempo pace which is too fast for a recovery run right (laughs) so sometimes it's nice to like have a pace like okay i can't go any faster than that okay you know because sometimes i'll end up like if i have a class conflict i'll end up doing a recovery run alone so it's like it's not i don't know if i can hold a conversation because i don't talk to myself when i run (laughs) well you should maybe try maybe i should try (laughs) (laughs) lots of people will stay out of your way if you just start talking to yourself so right yeah looks i would get oh my goodness (laughs) so Effort-wise, so recovery run will be gossip pace and easy effort, right? Easy effort. Just not trying very hard. So then what's the next level? The next level, I would say, would be something called steady state. It's just like a range. So it'll be a range of like 20 seconds. Stay within here. So like steady state, what it feels like is like you're going faster than conversation pace. You shouldn't be able to just have like an easy conversation, but you should still be able to talk, say a few words, you know, like still, if you're running next to somebody, you should be able to communicate a general idea, you know? Yes. And like sometimes if you're feeling good, maybe you'll be able to say a full sentence or two because sometimes you do feel good. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And so then after that, is is that the tempo runs? Yeah. Tempos, thresholds. Yes. Okay. And honestly, sometimes I don't remember the difference between tempos and thresholds, just that they're different. <laughs> I think te- thresholds, I think, are technically shorter and faster than tempos are. Okay. So, like, yes, after steady state is then, like, tempo is kind of, like, faster. So, like, this is, like, when we're doing a tempo, it's normally longer than your race distance for, like, slower. So, it kind of, like, m- mimics, like, a race almost necessarily. Like, not super, kind of hard to explain. <laughs> So if you're but. running a 10K, you might go 11, uh, 11 or 12K, but just a little bit slower rate so that it does, you can run that distance. Yeah, yeah. So like for cross country, like our cross country races, like for me, it's like 22, let's just say 22 minutes. So my tempo will be like 25 minutes mm-hmm. or we'll go by mileage. So that's about like four mile tempo. And then you go like slower than your race pace. Yeah. And which is funny though, because yesterday we actually did a forty-minute tempo, so that's like a little, a little weird. But I, you know, sometimes they're longer. It varies. It's not the same every time. Otherwise, that would be boring. Right. But it, how important is music for you while you're while you're running, or is it more important for you to be with your teammates and be able to communicate with them? Yeah, so we actually don't listen to music when we run. I mean, unless I'm on the treadmill and I'm alone. If it's different if you're on the treadmill because it's painful enough because you're yes. literally just in, in place. But the at, worst. Yeah. Generally speaking, outside, I personally never listen to music. For me, also, you know, just to be with my teammates, but also just like situational awareness, you know, because mm-hmm. I almost get by, hit by cars just, you know, 
right. any day. And, you know, normally it's not my fault. I will say normally people don't stop at stop signs. So be careful if you're out here because, like, there's some people who just go right through and be like, oh, wow, you want to see me with your car? Please, please right. watch. <laughs> yeah, the stop but, signs and, and they like to roll past yeah, them. Yeah, or like the double stop. And then, like, they'll, like, see you finally. And then they get, like, a panicked look on their face. And I'm like, yeah, sorry yeah. about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're not looking for runners. They're looking for other cars. Yeah. So when you do have music, what are you listening to? What's your running playlist? Mine is actually something called my Devious Dance playlist. And it's got like a bunch of dance music on there. So like songs that you would find on Just Dance, okay. actually. And then, you know, some pop other popular songs. Um, I do also have like my separate running playlist. So like I have my, you know, Devious Dance and then my running. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. Sure. Mm-hmm. Something for every mood. Oh, yes. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about you personally. I mean, outside of running. <laughs> If there's a fire at your dorm room or at your house, what are you making sure you grab? Oh, gosh. Um, well, besides, like, my phone and my computer, because obviously, right. like, I, I'll, I'll carry my backpack. I, I always have everything in my backpack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What would I even grab? That's a good question. Maybe some of my plants. I have a bunch of plants by my windowsill, so those would be easy to just kind of check out because the f- the fire escape window was actually in my bedroom. So like it's I could perfect. like probably throw a bunch of just like throw stuff out. Yeah. Um. Gosh, that is a really tough question. I'm trying to think of stuff that I have in my apartment that I would be able to grab in time if there is a fire because like <laughs> it's all replaceable, right? I'll right. Just get out, but. Yeah, that's, I mean, probably just grab my backpack because all my stuff's in there and just, you know, maybe uh, a couple plants and just get out of there. Maybe Lauren, because she's in the other bedroom sometimes. I'm like, yeah. she's a heavy sleeper. I got to make sure she's out too. <laughs> Always good to help people and get them yeah. out of fires too, I found. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you, that you are, you're trying to put together or you are putting together a miniature greenhouse. Oh, yes. My but little, not for actual growing. No, it's like a model one. Okay. So like, um, th- there's like a store called Patina down on, um... Oh gosh, where is it? Snelling and Snelling and Selby. There's also yeah. one over by Ford Parkway. There's yes. two. There's two stores. Yeah. So I went in there originally to buy a gift for two of my teammates who have um, Elizabeth and Hannah. They their birthdays on the same day. So Lauren and I went there to get gifts for them, which we did. We got them. We got them good gifts. But then I look in the corner and I see a miniature greenhouse, like do-it-yourself, like build-it kit. You know, like where yeah. you like glue the pieces together. And I was like, I need that. Yeah. How's it I going? Need that. Oh, it's going very well, actually. I've made, I think it's about halfway done. So okay. I haven't constructed like the walls yet or anything or like the actual greenhouse, but I'm putting everything together. Right. And you have to be patient, like put yes. the glue and then let oh, yes. it dry. And yeah, because it comes with like latex glue, which takes a long time to dry. But okay. then it comes with like this other glue, which like dries instantly. So, but I have to like ration the good stuff. You know what I right. mean? Because I need it for the bigger, like the walls and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Latex glue isn't going to work for that. Well, okay, that's smart. So you got to approach it with a little bit of uh, planning ahead of time. Oh, yes. Were you a Lego person growing up? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are you still a Lego person? Uh, when I'm home, if I happen to see them, I'll just like, you know, build stuff. But I don't like go out and like seek Legos. You know what I mean? Like yeah. unless I see a set that I really want, like those flower sets yeah. where you can make like the flowers. Oh, my gosh. I need to buy one of those. Those I are swear. really cool. Right? Because they're yeah. like, they look like real flowers. Yeah. But you don't have to water them. <laughs> Which is even nicer. <laughs> but uh, how many plants do you have? Are you good Ooh. at taking care of them? See, I propagated them myself. I took oh, a plants, wow. food, and medicine class. So yeah. we actually were able to propagate some from the JRC greenhouse. Cool. So, like, I have a peperonia. So it's like, she's really pretty. Like, it's my pride and joy. But yeah. my African violet actually just did its first bloom like a week ago. It's very gorgeous, actually. 
Um, but they're all ones that I propagated myself in that's that class. Cool. So like, and now they're big enough where I can propagate them again, Yeah, which is super exciting. So I have a lot of plants. I don't even count them anymore because I have so many. So like they're on a watering schedule and they all get watered on the same day. <laughs> so it takes me like 30 minutes to water my plants. Beautiful. Okay. So you obviously have somewhat of a green thumb. Tell us what propagating means for those who might not oh, know in the yes. plant okay. world. So it's when you have like the parent plant, you just have like a plant and you're like, wow, I want another one of those. So what you can do is you can cut off a piece of that one, put like a hormone powder on like the bottom of it to stimulate growth. And then you put it in soil and then it like grows. Yeah. That's very simplified version that you have to propagate. There's a bunch of different ways, but I will right. not go into that right now. I could talk about that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're in the wrong biology. Maybe you should be in plant biology. Gosh, maybe I should be in plant biology. <laughs> or what is that called? Botany. Uh, botany. Yeah. Yeah. I think if only they had another word for plant biology, what could it be? <laughs> botany. botany. Yeah, they have it. So what is it about tending to plants that you like? Is it like a Zen moment for you? Yeah, and it's like just the pride knowing that, wow, I like grew that and it's still alive. That's so cool because it's so funny. I used to never be able to keep plants alive. Yeah. But I think it's just because I didn't know how to like take care of some of them. It's like you got to you gotta know what you're doing, you know? Right. Especially with some of the ones I propagated are a little bit cool. But yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just pride knowing like, okay, I can keep this alive. Like I'm busy, but like they're look, they're, look at them. They're in the windowsill and they're looking yeah. all pretty and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I did that, you know? Yeah. Have you ever drawn or, or painted any of the plants? that you've done uh no i haven't had enough time to like you know completely come up with a sketch or like do stuff like that with them i would like to though because they're super pretty so you do like to draw and and paint yes uh is that something like you took art classes in high school or and what got you into that um i always kind of like to draw and stuff so then when i was in high school i was like oh take an elective and i was like oh i'll take that 2d art class so then i took it so i took Painting one and two, drawing one and two, and then AP studio art, which was really fun. But I took it during COVID year, you know, so like. Right. But it was actually, I think that personally like benefited me though, because I had more time Mm. to like paint and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, you can ask my mom, I'd be in the kitchen for like hours at a time painting. I just remember I had to like come up with an idea, make a thumbnail sketch you know, talk with my classmates and see if this concept works, paint it, like draw it and paint it all in like two and a half weeks. So I'd be spending like 20 hours on these paintings. Yeah. Like, yeah, senior year really had my priorities straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, some would argue maybe you did. Uh, what kind of style do you like to paint in? Is it realist? Is it mm. impressionistic? Yeah, so I originally I'm like I really like targeted realism just because it's kind of taught that way. You got to get like the general like values correct and stuff in the right. colors and whatever. So, and then I got really into surrealism during AP Studio Art because it allowed you to like have more freedom in what you were doing. You could come up with your own concepts, your question of inquiry, whatever. And then like now I tend to take a more impressionistic approach just because it's really fun to just like do different things with texture and stuff, and it just looks more aesthetically pleasing to me now. As so as an analytic person, I would the the generalization would be that you're gonna like realism. Right. But you do like a little bit more of the create creativity side of the impressionistic. I so. do. It carries more emotion, I mm. think, for me personally. Like I did one for my parents because my mom she had like this huge wall in the kitchen and she's like, Ah, oh, I wish I had like this large canvas piece in here and then she like looks at me and I'm like, Yeah, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> so I painted this ginormous canvas. I think it was like three by four feet or something. It was pretty big. 
but I did it in more like that impressionistic style. It was like just like clouds and stuff, like super like loose, you know, yeah. like not super like concrete and whatever I was painting. But I really liked it. Just it felt better than what I'd painted in the past. Yeah. Painting with emotion and painting with your feelings. Yes. Can you do that while you run or is that a bad thing? You can do that when you run. You just got to, you know, make sure you don't let it get too out of control sure. because you know we there is something my high school coach liked to say you start the race with your head but you finish with your heart and I really think that helps sometimes you know mm-hmm. as you're finishing because your whole body hurts you know everything hurts when you're finishing yeah you know what I mean you're you're breathing you're not getting enough oxygen you feel so tired and it's like that's when you really got to finish with your heart it's like give it everything you got you know just think about all the hard work that you've done your teammates your coaches like literally everything you know St. Thomas and it's like yeah, you finish it with your heart. You know what I mean? So it's always good to carry a little bit of emotion when you race just to remember why you do it because, like, it's it's hard, you know? You you put yourself in a position where you you don't feel very good. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, it it is super important to have some emotion there. You like to read a lot. What are you reading now? Um, I've gotten into, like, Stephen King lately. Mm -hmm. So I've been reading a lot of his books. Um, I'm reading Salem's Lot right now. Yeah. I think I'm like 200 pages in and it hasn't, you know, Stephen King starts really slow. Anybody who's read Stephen King's, it always starts really slow. But the ending is always like so good. Like I just remember reading Duma Key. There was like so much build up to the ending. It was so good. Same with The Institute. Uh, My very first Stephen King book was The Dead Zone. Have you read that one? Oh, I haven't read that one yet. It was my very first one. It was in middle school and it was like my first real like adult book. Oh, okay. And so it was an eye opener for me. But yeah, I really liked it. Stephen King. And then I've had, like, I've read The Stand and mm-hmm. yep. he loves writing those big 1,000 page books. Yeah, right? like Insomnia or It. Yes. Insomnia was a heck of a book. Yeah. And if you're going to keep everything in your backpack, that's really going to weigh down your backpack. Yeah, book. no kidding. Yeah, see, I can't <laughs> even bring my, like, just reading books with me anymore. I got right. all my schoolwork, my textbooks, like, a snacks. My yeah. random sunglasses, like gooders and stuff, and just oh my gosh, the <laughs> amount of things they have in my backpack. All right, take us through your backpack. You're not, you don't have. I it don't with have you. it. It's in the locker room. Shoot, I should have brought it. So I know for sure I have my computer, my four notebooks for my four classes, um, my pencil bag with all my pencils, calculator stuff, um, <laughs> deodorant, my sunglasses. Actually, those are right here. Yeah. My pride and joy, and my gooders. They're very nice. Mm-hmm. I just got new ones. Oh, so. mm-hmm. super special. So you're very like special. nobody touched these. Yeah. These are mine. And do you run in those? Yes. Ever? So yeah. gooders are actually running sunglasses. So okay. they're made for like, or I guess not just for running for physical activity, but yeah. their whole thing is like no slip, no bounce. Cause like right. I run in normal sunglasses and they kind of bounce, you know, they do. these don't really, they don't. And they come with fun names and there's so many styles. And color. I'm like literally advertising for them right yeah. now, but NIL deal gooders. Let's go. Let's go. Gooders sponsor <laughs> me, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you got the, sun- the sunglasses, yeah. sunglasses are in the backpack. Uh, shoot, what else is in there right now? For sure, some snacks. Always mm. got to have a cliff bar or two. Probably a book or two, depending on what class. Let's see, I had physics and OCHEM today, so maybe no textbooks, actually. Uh, I think that actually may be it today, because I did clean it out just recently. Good for oh, you. Oh, my water bottle, of course. How could I forget about my yes, water bottle? water bottle. That's a given. Ubiquitous, <laughs> right? Uh, are your net notebooks filled with doodles? No, they're actually, that's like the analytical part of me. Mine are very organized. Yeah. You can ask anybody who's seen my notes that I take. Like, I have a process. 
Yeah. It's very like, it's very, it's a concrete process and it works for me, but it's different for every single class. Like I've like, I just noticed that like my organic chemistry notebooks compared to like my physics and then like my psychopathology notebooks is all different. Like the, the type of notes I take, it's so interesting. Really? Like in how you lay out the notes yeah. too? Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. I guess I, I do it subconsciously now, depending, because, like, my psychopathology professor speaks super fast, so, like, it's all, like, shorthand, but then organic chemistry, it's, like, detailed, like, very detailed, like, pages yeah. upon pages on one concept. And then physics, it's, like, I guess physics does have doodles, but that's physics, so it's di- it's different. It's different, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Just trying to wrap your brain around it. Doodling helps, right? Yeah, yeah. What is your favorite place on campus? Ooh, well, it depends on what I'm doing. Um, Just like your notebooks. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I spend a, a lot of time in the arc. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if it's my favorite place on campus, but I don't mind it. Like, um, I'm here, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, I spend quite a bit of time in the library. Uh, fourth floor of the library, back corner. That's where I get the most work done. Or yeah. in the basement, in like the stellar labs, you know, with all the whiteboards. Oh. <laughs> whiteboards are your jam yeah because then you can like draw stuff on there i have my own whiteboard markers and stuff you can yeah. like it color code everything draw some molecules make some reaction mechanisms you know yeah. how it is you can just really get down into the weeds you got to have different colors for different parts oh yeah oh yeah. i do yeah yeah oh i know i understand i you should see my backpack i've got about eight thousand different pens because certain pens mean certain things exactly exactly right somebody gets it yes Right here. I got you. Favorite food. Food is very important for runners. Oh, my gosh. You're throwing all these hard questions at me. How am I supposed to choose one food? Okay, you can choose. How about we'll break it down to okay. this. Well, uh, a cheat food, like a food okay. that you love but you probably shouldn't eat. Right. A food that's maybe good uh, mm. g- uh, race day. And then just uh, how about dessert? Dessert. Okay, let's start with dessert because. Because why not? Why not? So, like, I've been eating in the dining hall for the past few years. So, like, I've just started to, like, branch out my diet now. You know what I mean? Because I, like, go out and I, like, oh, I go shopping. I can get yeah. what I want. You know right. what I mean? Ben and Jerry's dairy-free ice cream, the coffee flavor. Oh, my God. It's to die the for. best. It's the best. Yeah. has to be dairy-free, though. I am lactose intolerant. So okay. Can't really have any ice cream, especially before it runs. Not, the, <laughs> not a not, good not idea. Not a good idea. No. <laughs> but uh, in terms of race day, like, it kind of depends on, like, where we are, you know, because, you know, we go out and the, we get what the team gets, and it's often, like, you know, pre-ordered and whatever. So, like, pre-meet, like, the night before, I'll often get some sort of pasta with chicken. Mm-hmm. Whether that's, you know, even the fettuccine Alfredo is sometimes good, but that's sometimes too heavy. You know, it just, it really depends on where we are. But that's kind of generally, I try to keep it like the same vibe. Sure. You know, like some pasta grainy thing with chicken. I always have yeah. chicken, you know, whether it's, you know, Parmesan. Oh, Parmesan chicken is good. <laughs> yeah, that's your jam too. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then your cheat meal. Cheat meal. See, I don't really believe in cheat meals. Every meal is kind of a cheat meal because I just kind of <laughs> eat whatever I want, whatever I want. Yeah. Good but, thing to be young and running. Right? I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm running. Like, I run 60 miles a week. I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I'll try to eat healthy foods. I'll get all my fruits and veggies. I'll get, you know, my <laughs> iron-containing foods and my, my proteins. But otherwise, I'm like, yeah, I just kind of eat what, you know, whatever I want, whatever yeah. I want. Like, you know, I guess I something that I don't get that often is smoothies. So, like, this morning, that was, like, it, it's, like, a reward, you know, moment. Yeah. Like, I already went up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a smoothie today. Today's a good day. I'm starting my morning off with a pina colada smoothie from the loft. Beautiful. And it's just all uphill or all bright sunshine after right. that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite movie? 
Oh, gosh. Yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Really? Yeah, they just took it off of Disney Plus, and I'm so mad about that. Because, like, Isle of Dogs is good, but Fantastic Mr. Fox is a classic. I just remember watching that with my dad specifically, and, like... You know, there's some adult humor in there that you don't pick up on as a kid. So, right. like, he enjoyed watching the movie just as just as much as I did. Like, we saw it in theaters when it first came out. So, like, yeah. it was... I, I love that movie so much. And, like, in the movie, for those who've seen it, like, there's the um, the cookies, like the apple snaps. Mm-hmm. I baked those one time. So good. Yeah? So good. All right. Are you good at baking? Yeah. I actually got into it over COVID. So, I actually roped my dad yeah. into doing it with me. So, we watched the Great <laughs> British Baking Show together. Yes. Like, my mom, my dad, and I, because my brothers could not be bothered to watch that show with us. Right. But my dad and I actually made a Black Forest Gateau. And it turned out pretty good. You know, I will say he he, he kind of ruined the chocolate ganache a little bit, which he fights me on that every yeah. time. He's like, I did not ruin it. You did. But I swear <laughs> it was him. He did it wrong. <laughs> Let's hear your British accent. Do you have a good British accent? I can't do a British accent, guys. Don't ask me to do that. Uh, okay. Don't ask me to do that. <laughs> I won't. I won't. All right. Favorite uh, album or band? Ooh, Glass Animals. Who am I kidding? Glass Animals, How to Be a Human Being. Okay. Every single one of their songs, honestly, a masterpiece. I love every because you know, I'll have artists where I'm like, yeah, I really like these couple songs off your album. Like right. you, you don't you don't like every single one of their songs. Glass Animals, perfect perfection. I have no every notes time. every time. That's impressive. How did you discover them? Uh, I was actually in my painting two class, and one of the other kids in the class requested Glass Animals as like just an artist because they our teacher used to ask us, "Hey, you know what artist do you want to listen to today?" Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, "Oh, Glass Animals." I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool, Glass Animals. I like that vibe." And then they turned it on, and I was like, "Oh my god, my life has been changed. <laughs> my life is changed forever." What did you paint that day? Um, I think I was working on. Oh gosh, I think I was working on my surrealism project. Yeah, really hard to describe this one because it's surrealism, so it's not yeah. going to make much sense unless you see it. Right. But yeah, I think I was working on surrealism, so it kind of fits the vibe too. They're kind of, you know, yeah. got weird sounds in their music, which I really like. So <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you don't make any weird sounds while you run, though. Uh, maybe. It depends on how hard I'm running. Like, if I'm really giving it my all, like, yeah. you don't really care about how you look or sound at that point. Right. There could be some grunting. You're just trying to get there. Perhaps. All right. So, as you, uh, you have two years left, you're a junior, right? That's correct. As you wind it down, what do you want your legacy here at St. Thomas to be? My legacy? Wow. That's a, that's a big question. Um, you know, for me, I guess... I, yeah, I, I don't, I haven't really thought much about that. Like, cause you know, I'm a junior this year and that's crazy. Cause I swear I was just a freshman. I swear <laughs> I was a just a freshman. Yeah. But yeah, that's actually the first time I've been asked that question. Like, what do you want your legacy here to be? You know, and in terms of like racing, like obviously breaking a school record would be great, but I don't know how, how close I am to that. Cause like the 10 K school record, dang, she was fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm like, I got a ways to go with that one. <laughs> but it's just like, for me, I guess maybe like, just like a hardworking attitude while also like taking, you know, a super like fun approach to running. Cause like a lot of us are, you know, pretty analytical people, you know, not yeah. everybody. I don't speak for all runners when I say that, but there's like a certain personality type, you know, that comes with the running. You tend to do things by the book. Um, right. Obviously there's some outliers. You can think of a few teammates <laughs> who might not fit that. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing. It's just, you know, different, it, yep. but yeah, just having like a super hardworking attitude approaching your workouts, you know, in that way, you're like, yeah, this is, this is going to suck, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it, you know, and like just being known 
like I guess I already am known for that for racing the 10k in the first place but just like being <laughs> known for that person who always does the worst workouts you know what I mean and just does right. it with like like approaches it with like a smile on their face with that wow I'm really excited to do this workout kind of attitude <laughs> yeah the crazy one the crazy yeah you yes. know what yeah let's be real the crazy <laughs> one <laughs> oh Ava it was great chatting with you appreciate your time best of luck the rest of this year and uh, the rest of your career thank you so much it was so awesome being here